0: Let's get to the listening lunch, the audio clips you need to hear on your lunch time here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, and we will react to them here on Ken Levick Alive. I am that guy, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, Stone with he's Friday Night Lights, he runs this whole affair, listening lunch, let us begin with Novak Djokovic. He did not play the Australian Open. He is not vaccinated. In fact, he got deported from Australia. Looks like French Open, probably not going to happen for him because he's not going to get vaccinated. Uh, Wimbledon, probably not going to happen for him because he's not vaccinated. He is now one behind Rafael Nadal, who won the Australian Open in Djokovic's absence for the all-time tennis grand slam lead. Djokovic, his first public interview since the Australian Open. On the BBC yesterday, here's a snippet of what Djokovic had to
1: say. I understand that uh, and support fully uh, the freedom to choose, you know, whether you want to get vaccinated or not. I was never against uh, uh, vaccination. I understand that globally everyone is trying to put a big effort into handling this virus and, and seeing a hopefully a, a, an end soon to this virus. And vaccination is probably the biggest effort that was made. Probably half of the planet was, was vaccinated. And I fully respect that. But I've always uh, represented and, and always supported uh, the freedom to choose what you put into your body. And for me, that is essential. It's really the principle of, of understanding what is right and what is wrong for you. And me as an elite professional athlete, I've always carefully reviewed, assessed everything that comes in from the supplements, food, the water that I drink or sports drinks, anything really that comes into my body as a fuel. Based on all the information that I got, uh, I I decided not to take the vaccine uh, as of today. So do you have, as of today, Yes, I keep my mind open because we are all, we are all trying to find collectively uh, a best possible solution to end COVID, right? I mean, no one really wants to be in this kind of situation that we've been in collectively for, for two years. I'm part of the, the sport, a very global sport, that is played every single week in a different location. So, you know, I understand the consequences of my decision. And one of the consequences of my decision was not going to Australia, and I was prepared not to go. And I understand that not being vaccinated today, I, you know, I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments at the moment. And, and that's the price you're willing to pay? I, that, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. Ultimately,
0: are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically?
1: Because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes.
0: I just don't understand it for the life of me. Like I don't. And everything that he said comes out as cohesive and it's well thought out, but I for the life of me can't understand how this guy who pays such close attention to everything that goes into his body how he cannot or refuses to listen to 97 percent of the medical experts in this world and just do it and keep his legacy on the line and keep his legacy intact to be the greatest of all time this is to me and maybe i don't get it because we're on different spectrums of this But I, for the life of me, cannot understand why the vaccine is the hill that Novak Djokovic's legacy and title all-time great is going to die on. I don't, 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 don't get it.
2: Well, he doesn't want it enough. And that's, that's what that says to me is he doesn't care about that as much as he cares about not getting the jab. And for me, I kind of respect it only because he's standing ten toes down on his decision as a grown man. Like, whatever, if that's for you, then that's for you um it is to me a bad decision it's a poor decision not only for his career but for the health of his body and those around him um but it's not for me to decide and also on top of that i went to go check because a lot of times guys will say this because at the end of the day it just seems like a lot of people don't like other people telling them what they have to do that's part of it you know it's like you're not gonna tell me i have to do this i'm gonna stand for what i believe in whatever so cool you're cool guy whatever but I went to look up because maybe I was like, maybe he endorses McDonald's or Burger King or one Oh, no, these no, 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 no. No, this guy, I looked his resume up. He's pretty clean. No, he's gluten-free. He is,
0: yeah. I mean, he has the most, you think that the Brady diet is something crazy? His diet is the craziest of any athlete in the world.
2: Yeah, and he doesn't endorse any of those weird things, uh, too. Uh. So it's not like this is a, a ploy. Like, I think he firmly believes this. And but it's bad is, advice.
0: It's bad advice.
2: Well, it's not bad advice. He's doing it for himself. He's I don't think he's advising other but, people to do but it. But here's
0: here's they're they're standing for something, and that's very admirable. When the cause is something that is for the good of society or of a sane movement. Novak Djokovic thinks he's Muhammad Ali to yeah, a section yeah. of the planet. That is some of the most uninformed, ignorant people that we have seen in modern times, okay? So while it's your choice, doesn't mean you're not ignorant and you're not stubborn and you're not uninformed. He's trying to be the Muhammad Ali to those people when in reality, Muhammad Ali, not wanting to go fight a war that had nothing to do with him, was righteous. This is not a righteous righteous cause that Novak Djokovic is putting ten toes in.
3: You're exactly right. Now, both of you know I'm a huge tennis fan. I know a lot about Novak Djokovic. I Literally, I could recall plenty of his matches. I love him, the player. He's amazing. There's one thing you guys don't understand about him that I think is the the whole cause to this. He has God syndrome. Like, he actually does. Like, the Kyrie where he thinks (laughs) he connects. You mentioned Muhammad Ali. Novak, Muhammad Ali is a P to Novak. He is a speck to Novak. Like, his father and how the country of Serbia talks about him he is god he's to got them. the god complex he ha- he's got That's- the
0: smartest man in the
3: room syndrome but, yeah. but like actually god like when he was getting deported the country of serbia flooded the streets. Mm-hmm. They were looting like restaurants and, and, and all these stores and stuff because they're God and they use the God word. Like Novak is God to them. So I think <laughs> like if, Jamar Chase. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like Joe, Burrow, Joe is Burrow is his God. His God, yeah, God so the like, right. They yeah. praise Novak <laughs> like he's God and they literally use that word all the time. So I think he's standing on all ten because he's these people's gods and, and he wants the certain crowd behind it. But God complex is it for Novak. I guess for me it's just frustrating.
0: It's so frustrating because I like it. I, I I've always he's rooted for Djokovic and now he's not going to, he's not going to be the all time great. And the fact that he is going to, he's going to
3: stay firm on this. That's what's going to keep him from it drives me insane. Also, there's one thing to take into consideration. These tennis players don't play in a lot of the tournaments on purpose. So he doesn't care about missing the French Open. That's Rafael Nadal's tournament on clay. So like Novak doesn't care. But he
0: beat him. He beat him in it last year.
3: Yeah, I mean, he and he, and he beats everybody. But like he doesn't care. Like Serena huh. d- hasn't played in six months and she could give a damn. But Serena's injured. I mean, uh, Says who? I mean, she could get out there and play right now. Like the, They choose not to play these tournaments. Nope. You said Novak doesn't care. He cares more than anybody. But he knows as soon as he steps on that court, when it is, he's going to bust everyone's ass. He well, knows that.
2: Well, I'm sa- I didn't say he doesn't care. I'm saying he doesn't want it enough. He doesn't want it enough. You can't is, tell me otherwise. Which
3: is well,
2: He'd rather he, be a
3: god or whatever. These actions suggest that. Yeah, he does do, want yeah, it. They do suggest that. But right. he's the GOAT. He's the greatest. There ain't nobody better. But
0: this is also a guy, Novak Djokovic, who has spent his entire career looking for respect. His entire career looking for the same love that Roger Federer on the doll gets. And I think part of this, too, is he knows when he comes back, he is going to get a face full of booze over and over and over again. And part of him, if he does go ahead and in, in his mind cave and get vaccinated, he is going to hear it, and he doesn't want to hear it, and he's not built to be able to withstand it Emotional.
2: It's also too late for these guys too. I do believe that for a guy like Djokovic, who's been standing on this so long, and a guy like Kyrie, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that chip is passed. Yeah,
2: now it's like because people were like, "Oh, is Kyrie going to get the vaccine now that they got?" I'm like, "No, it's too late." Because if you do it now, it's like, "Well, then what
0: the hell was all of that you were standing on?" Complete done deal. It's too late. You're a thousand percent right. Listening, lunch, Ken Levick, alive here on ESPN 106.3. Matt Stafford, we talked yesterday about him being a Hall of Famer. I think collectively in this uh, this room, all three of us, me, you, Theo, Friday Night Lights, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But Dan Graziano was on Get Up this morning. Listen to this. Uh, actually, take that back. He was on uh, with Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman and Jay will 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Dan Graziano on Matthew Stafford. Do you know how many times he's been player of the week? Three in 13 years. And twice this year Look, this is not I mean, Not everyone's a Hall of Famer And that's okay This guy has been he's, he's a very good player And sometimes he's been A great player And and Sunday was his Crowning moment But it does not put him In the Hall of Fame I, I, I just don't see it I mean, never an All-Pro One Pro Bowl If you're good enough To make the Hall of Fame You should be able to make More than one Pro Bowl In 13 years and again, I feel bad because like, because this conversation has come up, we now have to sort of run down Matthew Stafford in some way <laughs>
1: yeah. after the, the, the not after his greatest
0: accomplishment. Not if he continues to play at a high level on a good team, then the conversation can change. He led the league in interceptions. <laughs> Is that playing at a high he won level? the Super Bowl, yeah. I understand he won the Super Bowl. Is Joe Flacco going in the Hall of Fame? Is Nick Foles <laughs> going in the Hall of Fame? Is Brad Johnson going in the Hall of Fame? The answer would be no. They are not. Dan Graziano echoing. A criticism of Stafford that came from Richard Sherman yesterday. Well, Jason McIntyre of Fox Sports, he also runs the Big Lead website. Here was his response to Richard Sherman about Matthew Stafford. Richard Sherman, I'm going to name somebody for you who was not on the all decade team, who has never been an All-Pro, who has never been an MVP, and has never been the MVP of a Super Bowl. He's got a bunch of Pro Bowls to his name. That quarterback is Ben Roethlisberger. He's never been the best quarterback in any year he played. Is Ben Roethlisberger not worthy of the Hall of Fame? He has two Super Bowl rings. He was not the Super Bowl MVP in either of them. He's never been an all-pro quarterback. But because Richard Sherman thinks all-pro is so important, here are a couple guys who made all-pro during Matt Stafford's era, 29 to 2022. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Common thread, there are... Rodgers and Brady are two of the top five quarterbacks in the history of the game. Peyton probably is in there, and Drew Brees is top ten. Patrick Mahomes trending that way, but he's got a long way to go. Like, how is Stafford going to crack that list? I think that's perfect. Just because you're not the best player, according to the media. By the way, the same people who made the decision to keep Devin Hester Out of the Hall of Fame First ballot The same people That are keeping Zach Thomas Out of the Hall of Fame When he's clearly One of the best linebackers To ever play the game Those are the same people That vote for the All-Pros So we cannot If you're Richard Sherman If you're Dan Graziano And they vote for the Pro Bowl as well You can't use those people As the measuring stick For whether or not someone Is a future Hall of Famer or not Absolutely not I refuse to go to that place And he played in obscurity For 13 years And put up top 5 numbers Every single year Now he has led a team To a championship Sorry I don't want to hear all pros I don't want to hear Pro Bowl appearances Matt Stafford is a hall of
2: famer my my biggest thing with this whole matt stafford conversation is when asked if matt stafford will be a hall of famer i always say yes because i know what's going to happen do i think he belongs in canton well another thing i would say say is the precedent that we've set it seems like he's well on his way to canton um i do think that the the water it's too easy to get a hall of fame gold jacket as a quarterback in the nfl right now Like I think In this era, yeah. In this era, because of the numbers, the inflated numbers that quarterbacks are getting, and then all you gotta do is win the one Super Bowl, and it's like, okay, well, I guess he's gotta be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think the bar is too low for quarterbacks, and I think the bar is too high for guys like Zach Thomas and guys like Devin Hester. So I think that's more the argument we need to have is hey, do we need to pump the brakes, reevaluate how we assess quarterbacks and their route to Canton? Versus other 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 positions. Here's the problem with that, though, is you're gonna look at Matt Stafford's numbers and
0: then see guys who are in the Hall of Fame like Terry Bradshaw and <laughs> Joe Namath, who statistically terrible. I mean, it, it, it's unfathomable. That they would be in and Matt Stafford but the wouldn't only, be in. The only thing with, so Bradshaw had what, four rings? Yeah, he, the, the rings the are rings what, get, him. That, that's what completely validates his entire induction
2: into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, because I think he had more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, his he was, I,
0: I mean, his numbers are flat
2: out average. And I would say this similarly for Ben Roethlisberger, like, these guys, Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Stafford to me were never, like, maybe there's a year in there where you can say they were top three, but they were, like, never consistently a top five quarterback in the league. So, it is hard for me to just gift them that gold jacket without me thinking that. Because if you're not top five in your position in the years you were playing, yeah. how can you be one of well, the greatest of all time?
0: Matt Stafford's passing yards year for year give him a really good case. They're
3: massive. Now, he
2: doesn't have well, the
0: wins. He doesn't have the touchdown-interception ratio. But he also but has the Detroit fall
2: He He's super talented, right? Mm-hmm. He's also He also played on a team... Everybody's giving him like a, a bump or somewhat of a handicap because he played for a bad team. The special teams and the defense were always horrendous, right? Well, if your defense is bad, that means you're getting on the field more, and that means you're throwing the ball uh-huh. more because you're playing but from behind. So your, o- your stats are going to be a little inflated. Who's the only Detroit Lions playoff quarterback in the last 30 years? Matt Zaffer. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, there, there hasn't saying, been a
0: playoff quarterback since Eric Kramer.
2: Uh, my thing is, he, so he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I agree with you on that. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. All I say about Matt Stafford is he's not. I don't think it's it's. I don't think it's disrespectful to say he's not just surefire Hall of Fame. He will get there because of the way that we allow quarterbacks into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he has not had a career to me that screams, "Oh, we got to get this guy in the Canton today."
0: No, but I think that it, he is more deserving than previous generation quarterbacks that have gone in. and He's better than them. And the fact remains, if you're going to use all pro selections or Pro Bowl appearances as an indicator of whether or not someone is Hall of Fame worthy, that is so inherently wrong. Because a lot of it is subjective based on who's voting and i'm i know i'm tired of media being the arbiter of what's elite and what's not especially in the nfl and the hall of fame voting once again validated that for
2: me that's real and also i would say there the problem there lies that there's no real way to come to this objectively like who would be better the players suck at deciding who's good (laughs) coaches are are very very uh picky and choosy and have their own, like, the strains of views. But that I they think look it through. has to
0: be the players. It the players, has to be No, 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 no.
2: The players suck. <laughs> the players, they suck at it. I'm sorry, Stone. I know you're a former player and all that. Players suck at that. Theo is They're shooting Le- this down. Le- LeBron James wanted Russell Westbrook in the NBA. He wanted Russell Westbrook to come and play for him.
3: Don't the NFL players uh, vote for the top 100 every year? I think they do
2: for the NFL top 100. And it's, it's hey, pretty accurate. And if you agree with that, Stone, hold on now because – like, what, two years ago, Lamar Jackson was number one voted for the players. And just yesterday you were saying, what, what Oh, we Lamar? found
0: out you're not a Lamar guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so,
2: were,
3: so the players are right? They were just playing with the hot new toy.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> if the players voted Lamar Jackson the best player in the league, Stone, and you're agreeing with the players, then you agree Lamar was the best player in the league. A year and a half ago.
3: Yes, I agree.
2: Okay. One of my
0: crowning achievements of doing this radio <laughs> show is the fact that we are now painting Stone with is anti-Lamar. <laughs> He's anti-Lamar. That is going to come in major <laughs> handy come the fall. Uh, Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo, you're on Ken alive live. What's up, Leo?
4: Hey guys, taking my call. I agree I, uh, with uh, Theo. It's so easy for back now to get in. But when I was calling into the Heaven Call a lot, I would always every Hall of Fame. Hall- uh, discussion came up about whether Eli was a Hall of Famer or whether Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer I'm like yeah they gotta be I mean based on previous quarterbacks that are in even though he has to be even though he hasn't basically won, uh, won like maybe two playoff games but I just think when you have guys like Namath in, and you know this doesn't mean because I'm a Dolphins fan but when you have guys like Don Namath in who literally has like, like Theo said has more interceptions than touchdown passes it, it's kind of like throws the argument on its head. I wish that the skill position players, I wish that the defensive players had a little bit more leeway. Zach Thomas definitely deserves to be in because if you're talking about the best three middle linebackers in the late 90s, early 2000s, you're talking Ray Lewis, you're talking Brian Erlacher, and you're talking Zach Thomas. No doubt. And people would argue, some people would argue that Erlacher is not as good as Thomas, but everybody knows that Ray Lewis is number one. But I think from every era, you should have the top three players from the position be in the Hall of Fame, but it's Anything not ever? like that. So I think It's a dolphin. A lot of Dolphins hate with the writers. I guess, I don't know, maybe they, maybe since he's a, a short white guy, they don't think that he's as skilled as maybe Erlacher, who's 6'2", or Ray Lewis, you know, so yeah. I, I don't know. I, guess, I, just, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think
0: we have to outkick the guy who is trying to present Zach Thomas every year to the uh, Hall of Fame voters. Appreciate the call, Leo. Uh, so for me, uh, again, Stafford, he's going to have the numbers. Uh, Stone year by year passing yards in Detroit. He's gonna have the
3: numbers to back it he, he up. No Hart's doubt. No doubt. You, it, the it, passing numbers. He yeah. The passing numbers, of course. And I mean Theo's argument. I hear it, but I mean, what is he to do about it? I think it's just unfair. It's an unfair argument. But his statistically, man, he, he's so he's the beast. Hold on.
2: So this is one thing I can say. He, so he he's not on the all decade team, but he's forever enshrined as one of the NFL greats. That's what we're agreeing on. So he wasn't you can't
0: be on an all decade team yeah. if you're finishing three and thirteen every, every year. Yeah, right. Because you play for the worst organization in North American professional well, part sports. Of that,
2: part of that just has to do with it. Like part of the Hall of Fame again, the reason why Terry Bradshaw is in there is because he won so much won so many Super Bowls. So, if that's the precedent we're setting as well, then winning has to factor
3: in. Is and da- winning his just... best
0: coach was Jim Caldwell. Da-
3: not, Damian Damien L- I always bring him up, but Damian Lillard's first ballot, right? Like, of course. All Damian decade Lillard,
2: team. Damian Lillard would likely be first ballot. And this yeah. dude
3: will never sniff a championship. He made the Western Conference Finals. That's I mean, I great. would
0: argue like we were saying yesterday, Matt Stafford was too loyal to Detroit. He, he was. He should have put his foot down five seasons earlier and said, get me the bleep out of here. But
2: there was also another good point made that he led the league in interceptions this year. I didn't mm-hmm even realize that so it's like was he really that good when we got him out of Detroit how many
0: interceptions did he throw in the fourth quarter this year zero that's right
3: all right but he's still that interception what are you talking about believe that there are there are are (laughs) quarterbacks that have that style of play and I'll kind of back that up when you are reckless when you do point to your receiver hey I'm going to throw you a jump ball quarterbacks have that style like, they're going to throw interceptions. Brett Favre was a gunslinger. Right. Don't throw it. Don't throw it. Oh, touchdown. Like, that's how those guys make a living. That's how Matthew Stafford is so good in the fourth quarter because he's just been so ballsy, 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 and then you dial in and you're, and you're an animal. All and right, people are
0: making me late, okay? I want to make sure that uh, that Dave McGyver Druda doesn't yell at me today, okay? But I want to get to James Harden. I want to get to Kevin Durant. I want to get to Kyrie Irving and the Nets because Bleacher Report had a fascinating story and that dynamic and how it all blew up. We'll get to that in a second.